This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, this is Damian Lemon, and this is the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Ah, this is in the conversation. Yes, yes, y'all. What's going on? What's going on? We got Ali coming from uh, Parts Unknown Studios. Uh, I'm in the uh, Excella, what they call this, the Excella Lounge. Oh, in the in the quiet car. And nah, it's, I'm in the in the the station. In oh, Boston. all right, all right. Well, they have like you know how they have like the Admirals room for the okay for American Airlines. They I guess Excella got one. Damn, you popping like that on Excella? See on the Excella Lounge, <laughs> got a conference room. Damn, I know you was I know you was up on the Excella <laughs> wave too. Hey, nah, this uh, this what you call this um. My urban survival skills. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> Meaning, what you loitering and doing a podcast? No, I'm not, at the no, same I'm not time? loitering. Okay. I, I figured out. You know, I was trying to figure out a quiet place to do the podcast. Okay. So I, I'm in Boston. I don't really know the city like that. Okay. Um, I'm about to get on the train to come back home, but I hadn't booked my train yet. So it was uh, like, you know, I got to the station. I was like, how can I do this? And uh, I looked up and I saw the cellar lounge. Mm. So I went in and asked what was the runnings, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So basically, you know, you pay, you could pay, a, you have either have a, have a seller ticket, but all the seller trains are gone already. So, okay. Um, or you could buy a day pass. Oh, all right. And then the day pass was $20, uh-huh. which was cool, you know what I'm saying? Then I get in, I asked, did they have a room uh-huh. that, that was quiet that I could do a call in? And they uh-huh. were like, yep, uh-huh. got the key, That's walked me in. Got my own space. It's all good. That shit we sound, here. That shit sound In the conversation. Now, that's the whole day for $20? Like, yeah, until you train. I mean, I don't know if you shit. just hang around the uh-huh. train station all day. This is the new WeWork hack. All right. Well, what's, what's up? <laughs> so what's the uh, what's the amenities looking like? They give you something to eat? Right, Any yeah. free drinks? You get free You get free soft drinks. Mm. Something weird about the Boston train station. There, you, don't, you can only buy drinks from the bar. No, no, I like Penn Station. You can buy drinks from the regular store. Right. You can't do that. You can't do that here. So they don't have any uh, drinks. It's just soft drinks and like snacks, like shit you'll get on the plane. Oh, all right. That's what's up. That's okay. cool. And uh, nothing special, but it gives you a quiet room to be in the conversation. There it is. What up, people? Oh, shit. <laughs> well, we'll give them a second just to get that uh, subscribing on. Hold on. Let them hit that button. Uh, there you go. Okay, right, 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 right. Up in Boston, huh? Can you talk about it or no? Oh, uh, yeah, Boston, um, I was here actually today with the NBA Players Association, uh, mm-hmm. continuing a, a, um, a series that we've been doing called Everyday Dad. Um, we shot we shot some in New Orleans a while back in uh, All-Star last year. Um, they did some stuff in L.A. this year, All-Star, and then we're here in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um with a with a men's group, basically men coming together to help each other be better fathers. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them are coming home from jail, mm-hmm. and uh, so we we basically come in and, and kind of capture the conversation 
Mm-hmm. And then we'll cut it down into a piece that, you know, can go out to to the Everyday Dad page. And you go to every NBAplayersassociation.com slash Everyday Dad. So it's N-B-A-P-A, mm-hmm. Everyday Dad. You can go to it. You'll see all the videos and stuff. So. So we just continue with that, man. But it's always um, it's always cool when you're in the middle of those conversations because one, you learn from other guys what what guys are going through. It's like some things you take for granted. It's like right. you know, it's like you know, well, I figured that out, but it seemed like I figured it out late, or you know, or damn, I, I haven't figured this part out because my kids haven't gotten to that level yet. I'm not sure how that's gonna look when they get there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when you hear other people go through stuff. You know, you can start adding it to your little uh, repository of, of parental information. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think one of the main things is that you know, as a as a parent, you never stop learning. You know, right. and it's one thing that you know, no matter what color or whatever religion or whatever, I found that <laughs> when we we start going to school with with, with other parents like that. Mm-hmm. Like as a parent, your first time putting your kids in school, and then it's like all these older or white parents, or you know, just other, not black. Right. And and then you know you have a few black, but you already feel like y'all know what it is. You know right. What I'm saying? You already know black parenting. Right. But then when you start to see what white parents are going through, it be <laughs> the same shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So they be having different solutions. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you run your solution down. They was like, you know, that is brilliant. Really? Nah, nah, that's just regular. Like That's funny. You got you know what I'm saying? But it's one of the things that that, that kind of takes a lot of the edge off the table when it when you you know, I think that's why uh, Chris Rock is successful a lot with across different audiences because a lot of times he talks about parenting and things that you know, that everybody can get behind. Yeah, you broad know, no matter shit. Yeah, no no matter what you no matter what, you know what I'm saying? Your baby came out one or two, one or two or three ways. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> it came out, it motherfucking cried. You had to feed it. You know, it's, it's no matter what color that you go through that same initiation. So, um, came out one or three ways. Wait, what's the th- one or one? Of, I mean, you know, you either came out naturally, you get C-section. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to figure that out. I was like, both me and Matt was trying to figure out this fucking. Fucking brain riddle. Yeah, you came out I was, the whole I was trying to figure out if there's only three races that I should know of. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. It's, you know, you came out your mama, basically. Okay, okay, yeah. I thought it was a gender thing. I was like, I nah, ain't nah, so, nah, okay. nah, 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 nah. All right, well, that's what's up. So, so <laughs> what jewels did you learn from the uh, Everyday Dad Conference? Jewels that I learned. Um, Everyday Dad. Why the fuck? First of all, hold on, man. Everyday dad sound ah ah. It's cool. It's cool. I don't know how sexy that shit. Like women always get the sexiest shit. Everyday dad is cool. Sounds functional. Yeah, but, see, but see, sometimes, sometimes when it comes down to certain issues, uh-huh. it can't be. It don't have Too to sexy. be cool because sometimes it has to just emanate the point you know right. what i'm saying basically everyday dad is you know basically participating every day right and you're talking about guys who have been away or you know what I'm saying some some way different franchise or right, right. you know what okay. I'm saying? you know it, it's it's different things that take you away from doing that job sometimes in life so i think everyday dad speaks to the get right down to the basis of it 
You know right. what I mean? So I don't feel like something like that had to be sexy. Like nah, I know. I'm just saying it, it could have. Shout out to my man Premium Pete. He got this thing called Presence Over Presence, which is kind of uh-huh. similar in the way of fathers being there for their kids. You know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. being in the lives and shit like that. But go ahead, tell me what gem. What gem did you learn from the from the Everyday Dad Conference? Oh man, the gem. What was the gem? I mean, I, I don't know if it was a single gem. You know what I mean? I, I think I think what it was is that it's some things that hit home. Right. Because, you know, a lot of a lot of guys were saying, you know, they, they grew up without their father and stuff right. like that. Me, I grew up with my father for the most part, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, I, in and out with my mother, you know right. what I'm saying. I spent most of my years with my dad. Mm-hmm. My mom moved to Georgia. So, you know, so I could understand, like, when when you only had a one parent and you start adding stuff to your your repository that you're not going to let your kids, you know what I'm saying? You're like, you know what I'm saying? No matter what, I'm not going to do this or, right. you know, man, my kids ain't going to never have to be without me unless I'm dead, you know, shit like that just from your own experience. So when you hear other people and they, and they talking about, you know, why they add things to their philosophy, you know, some of the things you could feel like sometimes you don't think about it, but it's like, I don't think about not being there for my kids. But at the same time, it's like once they start addressing, you know, their problems or the, their father's problems, why they couldn't be in, in their, in their life, right. you know what I'm saying? You realize sometimes that life takes you into places where you don't want to be. And sometimes you, I may end up in those kind of places. Mm-hmm. But even, like, when they was, like, you know, spending time, you know what I'm saying, one guy was like, you know, I don't have the money, but, you know, I'm there every day. The other guy was like, you know, I come, I bring the Jordans, but then my kids act like they don't even see me, you know what I'm mm. saying? They'll, they'll see the gift but don't see me. Right. And then as a as a, a father that's there every day, you know what I'm saying, my kid's life, you get a little bit of both, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes you do stuff for your kids you think is real special and they treat it like, eh, it's regular, mm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then sometimes you really got to grind, but then you got to pick your daughter up from school, you know what I mean? So it's like you have to figure out a balance. And when you're hearing those types of things in those places, you start to realize certain things about yourself. Mm-hmm. And no matter, for me, I don't care how broke I get, how fucked up I get, or, you know what I'm saying, how how much on the ground I get, I'm never going to just dip away and say, you know what, I'll be back once I get the bag, or, you know what I'm saying, i get back once I get my shit together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it's just a similar things like, like, but my mother said, you know, she was going to get herself together. But as a, as a, um, an adult now, you realize those years getting yourself together go fast. You know, right. it could be five, six years real quick. You know what I mean? And you still haven't made significant progress. So, but five, six years in a kid life—that's a long ass time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You leave that motherfucker twelve years old, you come back, they grown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. It's one of those things when you're looking at somebody in real time trying to negotiate that, and then you look at yourself and try to figure out, am I doing, am I even even still that I'm there every day, am I doing the best that I can be doing mm-hmm. as, in, as in terms of giving them enrichment to, to fill up their childhood with, you know? Mm-hmm. So even, you know what I'm saying, if I don't feel like I'm having problems or nothing like that, just listening to those types of conversations, especially when you have to tape them and be real present and, and actually shooting it. Right. You know, that stuff it sinks in and it starts to, you start to evaluate how you making your moves. Mm-hmm. So I think that was 
more than anything, it was more of a, you know, looking at looking at them, looking at myself and where do I fit in my own equation to what I expect of myself as a parent. That's what's up. That's good. All right. <clears throat> well, glad Burr. you. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's that's good to hear. You know. Yeah, yeah. Glad you you got Matt. You got anything to say about that? Don't say nothing if you ain't got nothing to say. That's all right. Good. He ain't got nothing to say. Uh, <laughs> nah. He, speaking of which, there's a a. Uh, never mind. That ain't that. Is, I mean, there's a there's a never mind. It don't matter. Uh <clears throat> So that's dope. Everyday dad. Everyday dad. Shout out to the dads out there that are there every day that are really doing the dad shit. Right. And, uh, and, it started know. off really as a, a thing with the NBA players and their fathers. Mm -hmm. that's the, the first five were, were like that. And then when we did the one in New Orleans, it broke off into real, real guys who are in the communities and try to broaden the conversation. Mm-hmm. It's dope that there's like there seems to be some some brotherhood out there amongst the fathers, you know. Like I see there's a community amongst fathers that, uh, um, and it's good to see guys supporting other guys or some yo. Let's uh, discuss this shit, you know what I mean? Because I feel like sometimes a lot of cats don't always discuss where they coming up short or if they got any any problems and shit. Oftentimes, a lot of men are like reluctant to be vulnerable around another cat. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, when you see that type of shit, to like you, what you said, you said you know, it obviously crosses all racial lines and all other mm -hmm. boundaries and things like that. Is it's there's a there's a common thing, there's a common uh, duty that y'all all share. So that's kind of right. cool, man. That they're out there. So uh, right. And, and you know, ahead. the thing is, there's a lot of common fears as well. You know. Yeah. So. And those are the things you're not you're not really talking about. Like I'm, I don't go around, I don't talk to nobody about my fears as a parent. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not in I'm not in a group. So, so to be in the group listening, not really participating, mm -hmm. you get to do like I said that cross evaluation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, All right, other cats we going through the same shit. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's when you see the motherfucker go to the side. Mm. Facts. Facts. Niggas <laughs> love doing facts. Big old facts. All right. Take it easy. We get it. You agree. Anyway. Oh, oh shit. So that's what's, what's good up. too, man. What's good with me, man? Uh, I'm enjoying this little break of weather for how long it lasts. Enjoying this break of weather. My fucking AC is broken. In the whip, so I got to right. figure that out. I don't understand how that happened. Uh, uh, nah. But yeah, that's got to yeah, that's got to change. Like a recall, yeah, actually. something. But uh, you know, you what else? New whip. Yeah, what else is going on, man? I'm living life. The uh, comedy knockout is coming back on the second next Wednesday, so we ramp it up for that. I was uh, up at the True office today doing some drops for the uh, for the little sponsors, not the little mm -hmm. sponsor for the sponsors that have. Uh, that have uh, stepped up and th thrown some money at the show. Shout out to y'all. Mm -hmm. So we did a little bit of that. And then um, just running around, man. Getting, I was getting ready for this. What the fuck did I do this weekend? I kicked it. You know, I was at the crib what, what a little bit. What you do for 420? Oh, 420, man. And it's so funny. 420, I enjoyed I kicked it. I went to a, uh, a little day party 
My man oh, Adriel through. Shout out to Adriel. I was thinking about having him up here. We got to have him up here. I've been saying this shit for a minute. but uh, So you went to a day party on a Friday. On a Friday. Yeah. yeah. You motherfuckers really took off. What you mean? They took off from work. They took oh, I off guess. Life. Yeah, I guess. I, you know what's so funny? It's been so long since I've been like in that game that I, you know, I was like, I guess everybody got it off. I guess this is how progressive the U.S. has gotten. It's to the point where motherfuckers just—it's so funny, like how the the uh, the shift in uh, marijuana and how it's perceived has changed so drastically over the years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it is like 420. People are openly told, "Oh yeah, I'm going to." You tell your HR direct, "Yeah, I'm at, I'll be at the 420 to party tomorrow." You know what I mean? Like <laughs> motherfuckers is flagrant on 420. But uh, it was cool, man. It was a privilege. And uh, Lafayette at the Privilege Store downtown, Low East Side. It was it was a okay. dope situation. Jada Kiss performed. Um, Get Live DJed. Uh, Cast One DJed. It was popping. You know what I mean? It was okay. Good, good situation. You know. What's um, what's Privilege? That's a store. Privilege is a, a clothing line. It's a clothing okay. line that um, once they started in Japan, but they they started in Japan. But they have a, at least one store out here. They got. Am I? I don't know if the New York is the flagship. I think Japan was the flagship. But you know, shout out to Teddy mm-hmm. King and um, and my man Adriel and all them cats over there. You know what I mean? They 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 do some good shit over there. You should check it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm on this. I'm on their side now. Looking at it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So uh, so it was cool. It was a nice. It was a nice little little you know situation. Little jump off. It was uh. The thing about the day party is I could have came a little later. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the thing. You got to know when to, you know what I mean? Don't get to the day party too early. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Know, you got to know your day party. Right, because the shit ain't really start cracking for a couple hours, so you just sitting there, you know, standing around waiting. It was cool. I mean, obviously, it's a 420 party, so there's, there's all types of shit in the world. But, you know, right. it's still, you know, hot, you know. Yeah, 420 small talk gets a little bit more expansive than it may, may even, you know, may, I could, I'm trying to say it should. You know, it gets a little bit right, more expansive right. than it should. It's like, hey, come on now. What right, are we right. I mean, you know, everybody conversating. Everybody for going for it. Ticket. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was cool, though. You know good time, though. It's good time. So I did right. that shit. What the fuck else did I do, man? I was, I was in the world a little bit. <clears throat> uh, you don't watch yeah, Barry, yeah. so I can't really fuck with you on Barry. Shit, you know. Do you nah, watch Barry? I, I, I watched the one episode. I okay. talked about it. Barry's good. I haven't. I haven't really had no time, man. Right. Fuck with right. none of that. That uh, I, I watch Atlanta because uh-huh. it's thirty minutes. You can get it in real quick and be on about your way. Right. Did you, you know, see the last I one? Caught up on no Barry, huh? You seen the last episode of Atlanta? Oh yeah, yeah I seen all that. Of shit was good. That yeah, shit was really man. good. I like that one a lot. They've like they the been, they been doing their thing, man. Yeah. I fucks with, yeah. fucks with the thought process, man. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> what you laughing about? I was just laughing at that show, man. How this nigga was out there in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Stuck out there with himself, really. Yeah. It was a hell of a metaphor. You know what right. I mean? Like, they say obsession is not action. You got to do something. Either you're going to keep it real or you're going to level up. You can't, you can't, you know, play it both can't sides. Yeah. I done, I done had that voice in my head before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same voice, same, pretty much the same shit. Nah, this shit is, it, uh, Atlanta definitely lays out a lot of good hood anxiety. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They definitely put it out there. So they had that was a good ass episode though. I like that shit a lot. Yeah. So I was uh, I was in DC for four twenty. Well during four twenty. I wasn't there for four twenty. Okay. Um so uh homie and mine had tickets to the Dead Press and Black Black Star concert. I guess it was a Black Star concert, but right. Dead Prayers went to find you. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was a Dead Prayer show for us. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> 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 but uh it 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 was in this some new this new um uh venue mm-hmm. which is just kinda it, it was built up kinda felt like an arena but it was it was a, a performance venue, which looked like it was it uh, the National Museum of African American Arts and Culture. No, no, okay, no, no, that's a no, black no, ass uh, uh, double bell right there. They could have did it there. That shit is something. Yeah, they could have. Nah, this was at some new joint at, on the wharf or whatever. Okay, on the water. All right. Brand new development. Dead press uh, on the wharf. All right, we getting you know, older. Uh, it was. It was a nice. I'm venue. sure that it, shit was it, popping. It, it, they need to change their floors, though. That concrete, ooh, ain't good for your knees. Uh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> but, <laughs> Knee talk. That's a whole nother podcast. Hey, hey, that shit was rough. That shit is crazy. Yeah, that's weird. Bad. I guess it's outside, though, huh? No, it's inside. It's inside. It's built up like a, it's, it's a big-ass venue built up like an arena. Uh-huh. Um, but, and then it has, like, these different la- layers of balconies, like, uh-huh. Uh, what's that joint in um in New York? It was called uh not hangar, but some shit like that. Oh, uh, so Terminal all, Five. All that, yeah, Terminal Five. Right. It's kind of built up like that. It's set wider. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Where you got the different levels and shit like that. Uh-huh. So it's something like that. But you know, I realized I was in this show, uh-huh. and you know, what I'm saying I'm a, I'm I going into the show. I felt like I was a a moderate fan of Dead Prayers. Right. And you know, saying I really like most deaf, and then I was a moderate friend of um, Kuali. Of, of 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 Black Star. Okay. Um, but then after after during the show, I was like, I heard some Dead Press songs that I never heard. I'm like, oh, that shit is bumping. Right. And then you know, what I'm saying what made me want to go revisit some of this shit. Right. And then in the Black Star segment, I heard like. I realized that I wasn't as much of a fan as I thought I was because I ain't knew I didn't know half the songs. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's only you know, one I album. Was some shit. And you know how the shit be bumping so hard that right. you can't really distinguish what is really going on. Too much bass you know and concrete. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was like that. So it was like, man, I, shit, I don't even know these records, bro. I thought I knew who it was. I think they was doing some. In the, I think they was doing some solo records too and Probably. tossed in there. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, man, how that show? I don't even know what the hell they were singing. Uh, but, you know what I'm saying? Most do his thing, you know what I'm saying? So they, most they, did they, a they solo did set and then did a black star? Did they both do solo? Like, did Kuali do a solo? Nah, or they just did nah, their they, shit together? No, no, they did, they did their shit together. Then I think it was maybe one or two most deaf songs. Okay. And then one or two Kuali songs. Song. Okay. The, the weirdest part about the whole show, which I enjoyed, even yeah. though I didn't know how to join it, I enjoyed the show and I... I Love the energy that they brought, and the crowd. You know, the crowd was definitely there for them. Yeah. Um, the weirdest thing was that you know how Stick he got the RBG Fit Club, went to healthy, healthy living, and stuff that he does with his wife. And then I, I, I guess uh, M One, he has some stuff that he does with his wife. Right. So 
it was one point in the show where Stick was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Da 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 da. I go to that RBGB Fit Club, you know what I'm saying? Get involved, blah, 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 blah. And then it felt like the show should have started back. Then um, <laughs> um was like, well, shit, where my wife at? Let me call her out here and promote our shit. Mm-hmm. So he took about five minutes to promote their shit. But it felt like a dueling, like a dueling ad moment. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all so I got a sponsor nobody. too, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Like, y'all got to get this together. Y'all, I know y'all don't live in the same space no more. And y'all don't really perform a lot together. But Are they cool? They have to, I mean, obviously they cool. Nah, is it? I mean, I don't know. They cool enough to go get that money together. Okay. At least. I, but I'm not saying, I don't know if there's any type of real. Right. Group. I just know they both live in different places and you and they grow. Right. You no, I hear that. Because what I, no, I'm not even saying specific to that, but I've been noticing, we're going to go right back to that story, but I've been noticing mm-hmm. a lot of our groups that we grew up loving as groups, they still mm-hmm. perform together, but they don't rock with each other. And right. it's, it but, is sad when you hear that, you know? Right. But, I mean, at the same time, I, I hear the same thing about the Migos. And they uh, just getting out of the oh, game. I didn't, see, I didn't hear that. <laughs> is this the speculation report? Are we back with it, this? It, it's, it's, very, it's very speculative. Okay. I, you know what I'm saying? I can't even quote whoever I heard it from. I just heard that they wasn't. Rocket Week, I heard they were getting like three private planes to fly separately. Wow, that's a lot <laughs> of fucking money. Just what I thought the Migos couldn't do any more uh, <laughs> over-the-top spending. Them motherfuckers' consumption be conspicuous to the motherfucker. They got three, each plane got a big-ass chain on it. Shout out to the Migos, man. Hey, man, you know, you got to get it, man. As long as that income coming, man. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah man. what they do. But it's it's funny, like, uh, speaking of these artists and stuff, like, I was listening. I wasn't really listening to the J. Cole album, but I was hearing the J. Cole album. <laughs> Shit! No, no, what, it's not no beef. I, I, didn't, I really, didn't really sit down and listen to it yet. Right. But everywhere I went, I kind of heard bits right. and pieces. That's, okay, that's all right, it was saying. around. I hear what you said. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> made it sound like you was trying to avoid that shit. No, I was no, trying, no, no, next no. thing you know, this motherfucking nah, nah, nah. Excel lounge next to me. Nah, no, no, no. With J. Cole, I'm going to tell you like this. I'm gonna, if I'm being honest. Be I honest. Didn't really, I didn't really buy into J. Cole in the beginning. You right. know what I'm saying? But what happened was, was that you know, I was looking at his image and I was looking at how he was um, going about it. Right, and I and I understood he had his fans and he had the core group. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it just it just seemed so so what he was doing was so plain at the right. time. Right. When you when you had other cats coming out like Drake at the time. Right. Uh, you know everything was a bit more more um, shiny and polished, and he was coming out so plain. But what happened is, is every time I would be like, ah, right, J Cole, whatever, and then I hear a song, I'm like, who is that? Oh, that's J Cole. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? And that shit happened maybe six, seven songs in a row over the course of those the first two projects. I was like, man, let me give this motherfucker a chance, man. Because everything that I hear that I like that's just in the air, it be him. Mm. So, so, you know, I went on ahead and gave J. Cole his props, man. I, you know, I, I can't jump out here and say I was a day one fan, but, you know what I'm saying? I like what he doing. Yeah. I kind of, I feel you on I think I'm the same way with that. Like, uh... <clears throat> He definitely, he definitely was way more humble than your average rapper. You know what I mean? Right. Like even still, like the no haircut on the bus. You know what I'm saying? He would right. talk about Sally Mae a lot, 
which was cool at first. At first, I felt like I always have this theory that you got you got a little bit of time for people to respect your level up, where you could still right. be humble and still right. be exciting to the people. And at right. some point, unfortunately, you kind of got to stun on motherfuckers just so they know. It's unfortunate. That's what they said in uh, Atlanta. Absolutely. But it's, I mean, it's, <laughs> it seems like that is the fucking truth or the certain, it's the sad truth. And I'm trying to stop <laughs> saying niggas because I would have fully, you know what I mean? But uh, again, I just said it. But um, so for a while, but then you would see J. Cole selling out here and selling out there and talking all of this humble talk. And you're like, wait a minute now. Right. You can't just keep, you know what I mean? Like, wait a minute now. You can't, again, it goes back to Paperboy. Can't be just the uh, the prophet of the people, mm-hmm. but you know I guess you I guess you can. He's kind of that guy. He's kind of he's kind of the uh, he's the he's the responsible man's rapper. You know what right. I'm saying? Like there's a few responsible rappers. First of all, for J Cole to even put an album out like that on 420 is super counterculture anyway. Because motherfuckers is blowing it down, and obviously that might be low on the total pole of uh, addiction, but it, it, it has its grasp. You know what I'm saying? And niggas don't want to hear that shit sometimes. It's like he got, he got responsible shit, but it's also, he's always, you know, I used to call him the Tim Duncan of, of, of hip-hop in the way right, that right. it's fundamentals. You know what I'm saying? Right. It might not be the most exciting thing. Them niggas will get to the chip. You know what I'm saying? Right. They'll get rings. They'll, they always going to give you some competition. They always going to throw, they going to do what they need to do, but it ain't the shit that you like, nigga, I can't wait to go get a Tim Duncan jersey. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Um, and I like the album. I like the album, but then it, it's funny. I like the album. I was excited about the album. You're saying some shit. I love the 1985 shit where he go in on Lil Pump. And I'm getting older to the point where I had to research who he was talking about because I'm yeah, out the I, loop. I, I just thought he had all those young niggas in one loop. Right. I know he was, he was a specific one. Right. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, let me see who this is. Oh, okay, though. And um, I liked it, but then I was... Uh, I was out with my lady and I was like, let me let, me let her hear this J. Cole. I was saying, yo, the J. Cole shit popping. And I put it on, and it's you know it's a it's a different type of vibe. It ain't a it takes a minute to like kind of build a bit. It come on a little, little sleepy, a little introspective. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of singing. You know what I mean? Like it's it don't hit you with the boom bow until a little later on in the shit. So it's hard. It's kind of a for me. It was a hard album to be like yo. You know what I mean? Put your ears to this. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. right but uh, right. overall, it was overall is dope. He he definitely got some food for thought. Always, always. Right. And I, and I'm sure them young cats listening. You know what I'm saying? They probably ain't gonna like it, but you know he he's still young enough to to speak to them in a way that they might take it. Because yeah. you know what he talks about on that. What's that's the 1985 album record where he uh, talks about saving your money and putting yeah. shit up and doing yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They might take he. You know what I mean? Like, they might feel. You know. They might. might not be as reckless as the previous generation of hip hop uh, uh, splurgers. Right. You know. You know. I don't, you know. He might be the Dave Ramsey of hip hop. Very. <laughs> you know what I mean? Very cautious. I mean, 
and like who said? I guess I guess they said Kevin Durant said it was needed, a much needed album. I mean, it's, it's good to have that variety in hip hop mm-hmm. again. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? To have okay, this is a, this is the pack of of cats who on a you know what I'm saying introspective shit, you know philosophical shit. Right. And you got the club cats. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you can go listen. Yeah, you know I mean, you have a wide range. Like we even back in the day, you had a wide range. You know what I'm right. saying? It wasn't like like people would call it the golden era, and it wasn't that all hip hop was was the best hip hop or the most introspective or smart or, you know, thoughtful. It's just, you had a range, you had yeah. tribe and then you had Luke, then you had NWA, then you had ghetto boys. Yeah. You know what I mean, it was just a range of, of things people were saying. It wasn't just everybody saying the same shit. Which you still got, you know, you listen, you listen to Migos on your way to the club. You might listen to J Cole on your way back. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like when you right. want to kind of do the right thing, you know what I mean? Like, let me chill. <laughs> No, and that's no shot at all. That's no shot at all. See, that's the thing about, uh, that's the thing about, I guess, uh, the culture, especially hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. Growing old gracefully, leveling up, whatever you want to call it, evolution, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like you get this taste for bullshit, right? You grow up on, I don't want to say you grow up on a lot of McDonald's, but there, there's a lot of bullshit in the diet to the point where you got a taste for it. You know what I'm saying? And then when you have some healthy shit, it might not all the way, you know, it's good for you. You know it's good for you, but it don't make the chew any more, you know, any better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then there's certain people that know how to, fl- they know how to, they could, they could, they could, uh, they could play it a little bit on each side. They're going to give you a little bit of food, a little bit of gem, but they're going to hide it in the candy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think Cole's pretty good at that. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he's super, super, super duper preachy. I think he's still in touch. I think he's got right. some... I think you got to have a bit of empathy for artists. And I think that's what I appreciated about that one record, that 1985 record. I like the fact that he was going in on Lil Pump, but he kind of, you know, he was like, but you know what? When I was young, I was on that same shit. And I like that he was he was going in on him, talking about all that shit, but then that beat was so, like, Diamond D. Like, it was a... Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was a, that's, that's probably my favorite record on there. That and there's another record on there that's kind of cool too. That like yeah, I, I need to go ahead and sit down with. I probably do that on the way home. Yeah, just download that on on the on the title and, and see what it do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like you said, you listen to Migos on the way to the club and then J Cole on the way home. It's something like originally when I first got into the Migos, right? Right. I was liking the shit that they were saying about being independent. And you know what I'm saying, putting out their shit and and staying putting out music and coming up with styles. I was more into them about that, that they were so independent and, and but still had that like they sound like, you know what I'm saying, like some ignorant rappers. But right. then when you really listen to some of the shit they be saying, you be like, Oh, these niggas just kinda of thinking. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. It's not like, you know, I'm not know they 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 make some some club bangers and it don't be about much. But if you listen to the like like in hip hop you know what I'm saying? There were guys who gave a, a, a society message. There were guys who gave an entrepreneurial message. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Too Short might not win no awards for being nobody's best rapper. Right. But he was the first one talking about being in the trunk and selling the tapes out the trunk. and You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and being young, black, and independent. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was Cats doing it, but he he made it a point on 
all of his records, like all of, on his albums, mm-hmm. he always had a record just about being independent and putting out his own shit. Right. Which, which made him, you know what I'm saying? He was, I don't know who, who would be, he was the Gary V, uh, you know right. what I mean? <clears throat> of hip hop at that time. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes the message is buried in there. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? When you are the culture and you listen through, some cats who sound like they ain't saying nothing is giving you something. Right. Right. Absolutely. I believe that. I believe that. Uh, speaking of some cats that be saying all types of shit and uh, giving you whatever. I mean, I your man Kanye has got people a little upset because he's, I mean, I don't know. Some people are going crazy. They think Kanye might be a con- uh, conservative. Kanye might be a Trump supporter. Uh Kanye might uh uh what else? It's a traitor. You know what I mean? Traitor, traitor from what? Well, there's a lot of shit. Like Kanye for first of all, he's been he he broke his, his uh social media silence maybe this week mm-hmm. or last week. And right. uh which means there's a, a album coming. It's an album coming <laughs> June first. Wait, which is cool. I, I appreciate. Like, which means, but you know what? That's typically what it is. You know what I mean? Okay. When he gonna come back, he got some shit to to deliver. I'm not right. even mad at that shit. I don't need to hear just mundane tweets from a motherfucker that you know. What I mean, just to to you know to keep it radio radio some from being radio silent or whatever. But um, so he got an album coming out June first. Got another album with him and Kid Cudi on June eighth. He got a mm-hmm. uh, Pusha T's album coming out on May 25th. He's got uh, Tiana Taylor coming out on the 26th. And then he's also, I believe he executive produced or had, he produced a bunch of this Nas album that's coming out in July. So oh, wow. it's a lot of shit going on. It's about to be mm-hmm. Kanye season. And right. the pre-teaser was like, yo, Kanye's in his old school polo Kanye bag. He's back okay. to vintage Kanye. We miss the old Kanye, Kanye. So he's back on that, that type mm-hmm. of sonic or aesthetic or whatever. So that was something cool to hear. You know what I mean? I, I always look forward to whatever Kanye because I like the fact that he's gonna do some different shit either time. Either time, you know, every time he's gonna do something different or take you somewhere where you least expected it or whatever. And more often than not, it's dope. More often than not, it's a it's a solid album. If if not a great album, right? Right. Right. And over maybe the last two albums at least, you know, Kanye be saying some wild shit. You know, this is when he started, you know, he's been married, he's been with the Kardashians, he's out in Calabasas, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he was going through his whole fashion shit. Like, he mm-hmm. was doing a lot of other shit. It wasn't just music-related shit. And I think right. when people started to see more Kanye, it was like, I don't know if I like all of Kanye. You know what I mean? I like the music, but I don't know if I like all of Kanye, right? So now right, people, right. There's, there's talk that he's problematic, that, uh, you know, things of that nature. And um, me, I've always been one of these people that, I would say, all, I want to say exclusively, but I don't expect a whole lot from my artists, music, right. music artists. Uh, or you know some of these public figures that aren't in the political, the polit, the political or activism space. Like right. if you jump in it and you you put yourself out there, or if you have takes on stuff, I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? But I don't always, I don't want to say I don't 
expect well one I don't really expect it from everybody if it's if it's something that uh you do it's appreciated especially if you were ally you know in the in the fight whatever fight that is at the moment you know what I mean it's appreciated but at the same time if an artist says some shit politically that I might not agree with mm -hmm. I I'm not all depending on what it is I'm not I'm not one of these people that all the way needs to just cancel the artist you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I could, it could be a conditional relationship. As long as the music's dope, I'm a listen. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like a, a sports team. As long as the Knicks are popping, I'm a fan. Right. You know what I mean? What do you think? Right. I think, man. At the end of the day, man, these people are human. You're not gonna agree with all these motherfuckers' opinions and thoughts. A lot of times, they are in a whole nother tax bracket league than you are. You know what I mean? Like you said, Kanye lives in Calabasas with, you know what I'm saying, the Kardashian clan and right. other rich, rich, rich people right. on top of a hill. With a white family. With a with a white family, per se. And, uh, well, that, that, like, brought him in, not his own right. family. Right. Well, you know I mean, what I'm saying? But, like, that seems to be his, his new family unit. Exactly. That's his family unit. So he's not your guy that you, you know what I'm saying, go to school with down the street and hang out, even though you don't agree with them either. So I, a lot of times, you know, if an artist is stepping out, saying some stuff, you know what I'm saying, that's good for them and you good for whatever, wherever they're trying to go, you know what I mean? You can't hold nobody back from saying what they want. But I don't have to participate in all that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, don't have to, I don't have to participate. I might like Kanye music. I might like Kanye's other production. I might like, you know, what's, what the other Kanye's it is. There's the fashion. You know what I'm saying? I got philosophy Kanye. I might dig some of the stuff he say. You know? But I'm not finna wear no beige-ass Yeezy season shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. I might get, the, might get the sneakers. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not finna wear none of that fashion shit. Right. So, but I don't hate him for it. I right. just, you know what I'm saying? That is, hey, I, don't, I don't need that from him. You know what I'm saying? As much as I didn't need Sean John from Puffy, except for the little sweatsuits was popping, though. I like that shit. Um... <laughs> You yeah. ain't, I didn't, I don't need Ciroc from Puffy, but, right. you know, if it's going down, everybody love it. I ain't finna hate on that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? That shit got him all the way up in the bag. So, you know, you can't you can't be mad at somebody for expanding, you know? And, and it's, like, it's like telling LeBron them to stick to playing basketball. That's not fair. Right. But, you know what I'm saying? But there's some people who don't want to see nothing else but the niggas playing basketball. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. These are not these people are not beholden to you. They are independent right. of you. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of interesting. I mean, yeah. And then when I really look at it though, it's like it's some things that you just like in life. Like, oh, I really like this, and I really like that, and I I like this car, and I like this this particular piece of clothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I love designs of this particular clothing designer. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times you, you wear those names bright and proud and you don't know the politics of that person or you don't know the lifestyle of that person. It's it's cats who are out here saying all kind of homophobic shit right. draped in all, you know what I'm saying, gear designed by, you know what I'm saying, homosexual guys. You right. know what I mean? So it just goes to show that a lot of times the two don't necessarily travel together. Right. And if you if you're gonna do all the research on everything you do, then then you you might find some shit you don't like about some shit that you love. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If you listen to R. Kelly, I believe I could fly. 
for the first time and heard that shit. And he's like, oh, I really love that shit. And then you find out it was R. Kelly and he pee on the kids and shit. You know, you might not listen to it. You might not go buy no more of his shit, but they ain't going to take away the fact that you love I Believe I Can Fly. Right. When they when they sang it in church. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's so funny, man. I found myself this weekend. I wanted to watch L.A. Confidential, right? And uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey's in there. He's got his whole accusations going on mm-hmm. and shit. And that shit had a 99 on Rotten Tomatoes. And I've never seen it before. But uh, <clears throat> I decided against it because everybody didn't really want to fuck with it. You know what I mean? Nobody mm-hmm. really wanted to all the way support it. So I guess mm-hmm. it's it's interesting when things like that happen. You know what I mean? Like uh, Because it's still a moment. Every time like R. Wow. Kelly, Step in the Neighbor Love, come on, or any of these old joints that he got, you're like, oh, this was that shit. And right. then, it, then you feel a wave come over the, the room and there's this little bit of judgment or whatever. And it's like, ah. It's depending on the room. Asterisk. Yeah, depending on the room. That's true. I've seen rooms where that shit did not even, <laughs> nobody stopped for any type of dissertation or right. conversation. It right. was going down. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it's crazy because you will, you will hear shit like that and then, and then you'll play, you know, you play a biggie. You play you play a song that's say some shit that you like, damn. I don't agree with that. Right. But I'm gonna just not agree with that line. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that ain't my dude. When I first when Nas first came out, I went to hell for snuffing Jesus. First of all, I'm surprised I just said that right now. I didn't I didn't right. hate it that line. Like it was right. it was the illest line, but it was like, yo. Yo, it's that's blasphemy. That's whoa, that's going crazy. But it, at the same time, it was like that's what made it so electric. You was like, oh, this motherfucker is ill and dangerous. He on some wild shit. It's crazy, right. but yeah, it happens. You like, so, I don't so, know. Yeah, you know, there's some songs you love right now that got a line in it that be like, ooh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. That's always been the case. Yeah, man, for shit. Oh shit! Meek Mill is free. Oh, go ahead, Pop. I said, Nah, nah, nah. And I was about to say, like, much as um, you know, Cardi B is the wave and shit. Yeah. Every time that line when she's like, "I fuck him, then I get some money." Right. Come on, my daughter in the car. Ah. Wow. <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> wait, 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 wait. The explicit is on in the car. Y'all go explicit. Nah, it's, it's like even when it's on the radio, okay. like, even though they bleep it out, I, I think you know what I'm saying. She's heard enough customers to kind of put this shit. Of together, course, you know? context. <laughs> but let me ask you this, uh, everyday father, real quick. Flat, what's your where you stand on explicit lyrics? Was was there age where you like ah you let it fly? Like what's how do you uh, how you screen that? Uh, I've been saying explicit lyrics out my face all they like. True, so. but you know you you your father um, you the father, right? But. The thing is, it's like, I don't hide them. I don't hide shit like that from them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there's a certain age where they don't even, they're not even interested in that kind of music. So, and then it comes a point where, okay, now my daughter's 10, you know what I'm saying? She's starting to pay attention to the songs that's on the radio now, mm-hmm. you know? And... Like, like I said, certain songs where it go in, it's kind of almost disrespectful to my ears. Mm-hmm. I, I go ahead and cut that shit off. You know what I'm saying? In spaces where what's said can be talked about in a discussion, we talk it out. You know, but I'm not. I mean, I'm not that guy. Be like, you're not gonna ever hear this type of lyric. 
because you it might you might play and you might hear somewhere else you might be somewhere else enjoying the fuck out of that shit mm. and then <laughs> come home and be like I don't do that and you follow and play out play along and then you create this thing where you uh you feel like the outside world can teach you more than what your parents can when you know when it comes to any of that shit like lyrics and what they fan you know what I'm saying I feel I got a lot of knowledge to help, you know, bridge them away from that type of lifestyle or, you know what I'm saying, at least have give them a proper perception of what's going on from both sides of the game that, you know, I'm open for that discussion. I don't want that discussion to, to be just had in their head and on the street. So, you know, I bring it in, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes it, it fits. Sometimes a rapper would say some shit like my grandma would say. I'd be like, my grandma she used to say the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> what what what'd your grandmother I, say I, that a rapper I, used to say? I can't think of those. She's like, uh, I don't know. It's just a different shit, man. It, <laughs> I can't think of one right now. But like, you know, like, uh, shit. I don't know. <laughs> nah, don't worry about it. I had to come up with it. You know what I'm saying? But when they hit, like sometimes, and when they hit in real life, you're like, "Oh shit, that's some shit." My grandma used to say. <laughs> that shit is real. Or like, even when it comes to like smoking weed, my grandma smoked weed every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, in a time where that shit wasn't, right. it wasn't four twenty friendly, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? It was just shit. She got her herbs, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gonna smoke her reefer, and yeah. that's what it is. And that's what it's gonna be. Uh. You want to talk about this Waffle House situation? Or I mean, these multiple Waffle, Waffle House situations? Waffle House is having a, a, a rough time these days. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a, you know, it's a shame because, you know, it's part of the culture <laughs> to a yeah. certain degree. It is. When you're in certain towns and you after the club, you know, right. one, of the, one few things that are open. So it's just a, a, an attack on the Waffle House brand. Even though it ain't no good for your food, right? It is, you know, said somewhere to loiter and have a good time after the good time, right? Right. <laughs> Soak up some of that liquor, and and if if they're gonna start, I think Waffle House can have their own news network. You know, what I'm saying if they're gonna start covering the shit that happens at a Waffle House. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> you know true. That's his own world star. That's his own world style, like you know, what I'm saying for a motherfucker to come and shoot shit up, that's like an attack on the whole fucking culture. Like, come on, dude, like what the fuck? And he came in butt ass naked, with, or just um, damn near yeah. all the way naked with a with, with a, a coat on, with a jacket on. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Shoots up the spot, then you have a quick thinking. You know what I'm saying? Come in and and lay him down. And that's that's one of the things where like you you might hear like. Like when something like that happens, you're like, man, how how all them people there and they let one dude come in there and just shoot up the joint, right. and all them people died. Right. Nobody did nothing. Right. This one of them situations where somebody did something. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <clears throat> like today ain't the day. <laughs> nah, not here, not at the Waffle House. Now I wonder if they had, you know, again, like you said, the Waffle House uh, is definitely the after club. Used to be the after club spot. You know, mm-hmm. um, the the post the uh, the post club the post game situation where mm-hmm. where you definitely soak up that alcohol and you got that alcohol still coursing through you. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this man's heroism was triggered by alcohol 
or was he just that? Was it liquid courage, or was it a mother? Man. You know what I mean? Not to not to undermine it. I'm just I'm just yeah. looking at the context clues. Yeah, I, I think I think like this, dog. Yeah, you might have some licking system or whatever, but when you in them life or death moments like that, all that shit kind of snap out. You kind of snap out of it to a certain degree, and you at that point, like when you hear his interviews, you like, well, shit, I can't lock this door, and if I don't do nothing, then I'm just gonna sit here and wait to die. What I exactly? Can't. Cause I don't know the full the full story is out. How, how did he stop the shooting? Did he? I heard he grabbed. Nah, the, nah, the dude, the dude paused because he was about to change the clip. Okay. So he heard, when the dude said he heard um, the stop uh-huh. of the shooting, he he was peeping out, waiting for his chance. And when he when he heard that the uh, when the dude stopped shooting, that's when he just bolted out, ran fast as he could at him, tackled him, and tackled him. Okay. Yeah. All right, because I didn't know. Some I'd heard one thing where he grabbed the barrel of the gun. Yeah, he did. He okay. did. After, after he tackled him, he was trying to wrestle the gun away from him. He grabbed the barrel, which, you know, burnt his hand. Yeah, okay. His, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. But, you know, either way, when you're in life or death, you either be drunk or high or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And you don't want to die today. Right. <laughs> it don't matter what your, your inspiration right. you was. Know, yeah, that's what, it, that's what the inspiration <laughs> is. You're trying to live. Well, exactly. shout out to that man. He's a hero. Do you know his name? Uh, I don't. All right. Well, shout out to the Waffle House hero. We know yeah. who you are. No um, doubt. Everybody, and, he's, he's, he's hashtagged and tagged up on the social media. And then the Waffle House hater, at the same time, there was a, a black woman fucking forcefully arrested, thrown to the floor, all types of crazy shit. I, didn't, I, I don't know if there's a video. I didn't watch the video. Yeah, there's a video, and it's <sighs> supposed to be over, you know, them trying to charge her 50 cents. For, for utensils. For knives and forks. Like, where the fuck they do that at? That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so this again. Is, this is where we so. get into this thing, though. This is the question. Like like you said, Waffle House is part of the culture, right? It, it, the culture mm-hmm. kind of built Waffle House on a certain level. Or no at least in our culture. The Waffle House mm-hmm. is a diner. It's a tr- You know, it's been doing its thing. But it became the place to go to. After the party, I remember in Atlanta, the little Waffle House on North Avenue, and you know the shit right. was crazy, and it was I, the spot. The the original used to be the IHOP over like downtown, <laughs> like on Juniper or somewhere over there, okay, right off of Ponce. Right, right, right. Maybe that, that is that. Maybe that is that. Um, that's what I'm thinking. Of. I'm thinking. Yeah. I might be thinking of the IHOP on um, on, maybe that the, on North the Avenue. The IHOP was the original Waffle House after the club, and then when that when that faded and shut down, then it was all. All bets went to Waffle House. Right, because this is the thing. I'm, I'm. My question is, like we see in Starbucks and we see in Waffle mm-hmm. House, right? And mm-hmm. um, these managers, obviously, they have a problem with profiling, mm-hmm. or or rushing to conclusions, right? But at the mm-hmm. other side of that, they are the people that activate the police. But then there's also the policing that is. Way out of hand. You cuffing motherfuckers right. for loitering in a, in a Starbucks or staying too long at a Starbucks. You throwing this right. woman on the floor because she want fifty cents or she wants utensils that shouldn't cost anything. If I just bought something to eat, like it's zero mm-hmm. to sixty. It's no, it's no consideration for the people, and um, it's weird because it's like, well, who do we put the burden on? Now, where do, what does Waffle House need to do to rectify the situation? Does Waffle House need to recognize? The people that come to the spot and say, yo, we don't endorse this type of shit. Like, what would you do 
if you were on the board of directors over at Waffle House, how would you handle these situations that just happened? Um, definitely there, there's, there's some type of uh, discourse on, you know, the people who actually support Waffle House and that we want to continue to support Waffle House. Uh, there's definitely, we do understand the, uh, the, con- the constituents and the people who we serve across this country uh, 24 hours a day seven days a week, no matter what. And <clears throat> what we like to say is our hearts goes out to the victims. Oh, as absolutely. Well as, as well as, you know, um, we need to look at what goes on in our restaurants in these, these late hours of the night and, and see what we can do to uh, make sure that the environment is safe and healthy for all of our customers. And um, in the case of the police and and what happened in Alabama, uh, we're definitely going to investigate and, and see what the um, impetus was for such a, a violent reaction. And, uh, you know, and furthermore, you know, again, Waffle House is a safe place, and we've been doing this for many years, and we, we hope to continue to see each and every one of you at our establishments whenever, you know, there's need for food. That's, that's what we're here to do. <laughs> that was pretty good. Hey, you got a wild corporate, wild uh, legalese. I like that. that was very, you know, the shareholders are like, okay, this Muhammad guy is doing that. You got to do that. You got to do that right off the rip. Right. So you can right. see what happened because, you know what I'm saying? You know that shit get crazy out when motherfuckers coming out at 2 o'clock in the morning. They're drunk as fuck. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, like, during that is like the show after the show. Like, yeah. You know, it's, it's, I've been seeing people coming. In the Waffle Hop, in the IHOP, and Waffle Hop shit like that, butt naked fighting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just always you. You got that. A lot of times, you either there so soaking up the alcohol, getting some food on your belly because you've been out so long, or you in that little um that little hybrid moment of a trying to see if you close the deal right. with whoever you just met. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's a little, it's a little easy place you can conversate for a few and eat some cheese eggs, but it's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, again, you always on that edge of something happening because it gets crowded. Motherfuckers is loud. <clears throat> Nobody take more shit than a, um, a, new, <clears throat> a New York Chinese restaurant worker and a Waffle House employee mm. during club hours. <laughs> you know mm. what I'm saying? Like, that's when you're getting the most cussed out. You're getting the most shit talked. And, you know what I'm saying? A lot of... Or well, Uber driver. Uber drivers yeah. catching the brunt of that shit too. Yeah, see, I don't, I've never been experienced it. You know, so you can't yeah. witness it because it's a one on one. Right, 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 right. Like, but I've witnessed all that shit at a walk. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I, late night after the club, shit get kind of crazy, you know? And they often, I know for sure at the North Avenue, I don't know if it was the IHOP or the Waffle House, they for sure have the, the highest of, like, they have red dog cops. Like, they had the real exactly. deal. You know what yeah, I mean? Cause, like, cause yeah. Shit happens. Yeah. Shit happens yeah, yeah, yeah. The they have the yeah. zero to sixties on deck. Yeah, they'd be you know what I'm saying I don't know why they will be slamming you know what I'm saying I don't know how many incidents they had to go through till they get to a point where they breaking the chick arm for for some down knives and forks and shit. But did they break her arm? Nah, he threatened to. He just uh, he's like, What are you doing? He's like, I'm gonna break your arm, that's what I'm doing. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, he got to go. <laughs> you know, you know that. He got to go. That, that, he can't. Alabama also saying shit. Yeah, that's bananas. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> so, 
But, uh, you know, shit get crazy. And you have to, one, protect your brand and your and your workers and the people who come to your spot. But at the same time, you know, you got to be mindful of how you do that. Yep. Because yeah. in this scenario right now, if you walk a house, you in a crisis. You know what I'm saying? You got one time, one thing was somebody coming in and attack the place, and then another where the police come in and attack your customers. So if people can't feel safe there, and and on either side, as a, just a regular customer or as a black person while trying to get utensils, then you and that's a sticky situation. I, I don't know if you just ignore it because your customer base in your eyes is not important, but it seems that you should be making some type of uh, move towards assuring your customer base that appeasing them, make yeah. Cool. Yeah, making them, making them know they valued. You know what I'm yeah. But, you know, it seems like, you know, Waffle House, you know, was such a, a low-brow adventure. Right. You know what I mean? You go there, you know, the workers ain't got no teeth. Right. Uh, I actually went to a Waffle House. They had some cute workers in there. But I, so I ain't going to say all Waffle House workers ain't got no teeth. Mm, there you go. But, you know what I'm saying? Retraction. You go, it's, it's retraction. <laughs> you go there, you know what I'm saying? It's late at night. You got two people in there. It's... It's it's a, it's a that's a hard job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know what it I don't know what it would be to be a waitress at the Waffle House on some lonely highway at four in the morning that people come to after the club. Drunk motherfuckers too. Don't motherfuckers. you got to put that in there? That's you know what crazy. Like I don't know what it would be. It's almost like being a sitting duck. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's, that that that's up there with working Seven Eleven overnight. Right, right. You're just waiting for the bullshit. It's like being a substitute teacher. Just waiting for the bullshit. Here we go. You're just looking at the clock, waiting for the shoe to fall. Like, when is the bullshit going to happen? Will I be able to go home, or it's going to be some bullshit? What is going to happen tonight? Who the fuck coming in here tonight? Right. So you're already coming in with a different disposition. You're on guard. Exactly. This motherfucker. Like, I don't know what that. I don't know what that means to work under those kind of conditions. Where you know yeah. that shit coming. <clears throat> yeah, that's crazy. You getting the worst of a motherfucker at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that's the all the way worse. And you got to take orders. That's your job to take orders. Right. So orders oh. are gonna be coming. So ah. Uh, <laughs> The orders have become orders, nigga. Or, order orders, you. and I'm ordering the fuck out of you over this little twenty dollars I'm about to spend on your ass. This little two dollar tip I'm about to man. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always about. It's always a fight about to break out at the always. At the, at the I mean, house. that is a continuous ever. <laughs> this shit has its own life. The just, fight, the yeah. fight just come rolling in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, man. That's what it is. What else? Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here, man? I know you've been... I mean, Meek Mill home, I guess. Oh, right, man. We did. We Yeah, shout out to Meek Mill making it home. He They freed Meek. The thoughts and the prayers. That man is out. That man is out. Um, I know. That motherfucker is at the house checking his accounts like, man, God. Yeah. How much money did I miss? Yeah. Yeah. Getting all these emails. How soon... Do we hear something? Yes, what's your what's your what's your um your bet? House, what's the over or under 
Do we hear from Meek in this? Do we hear from Meek Good. musically within the next seven days or no? First I mean, day out. That, that was been how tr- slow he has been to respond to shit. I would give him a two week. You give him a two week. You give him a two week because he's he's best. Uh, but that was I, when I he was on. That was when he was on tour. He was I in jail he, for a while. See, I think. I think right now. He might go drop some shit. Right. But he gonna be I think he's gonna be very concerned with getting to these bags that's about to open up for him. Right, right, right. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> like everybody in the, everybody every promoter in the game want a Meek Mill show right now. Oh yeah, you know? it's definitely the welcome back bag. It's all the welcome back Meek Mill tour is going on all over the, the, the motherfucking fifty states. So, so I would say if if he he gets a beat he loves and he, he drops the first that he loves. Right. Then I think there will be new music. Yeah. But I think the motherfucker will be preoccupied with getting to the bag that his uh you know, his approval process might be take a little longer. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. I'm hoping we'll hear something in seven days. I'm hoping I mean, we'll hear something in seven days. I hope he got something and it feels like, you know, the people wanna hear from that man. I mean, I know he tweeted and all of that. But I think I think that Meek Mill energy is uh, is missing. You know what I mean? I think I think he could he could take his he could go to a new tax bracket. Oh yeah. yeah. If he do this, come home to a right. If he do the if he do a like a like a, Gucci would do it. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? He could move himself into another whole another space. Uh-huh. Then you know you got you got to keep coming with something. Right. To keep pushing that, you know what I mean? It's like, say, Rihanna, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm not comparing Meek Mill to Rihanna. Okay. But um, what Rihanna is great at doing is keeping people's attention day in and day out, you know? Every day she got something for the people, you mm-hmm. know? That's, that's one of her talents. Like, same with Drake. They have a talent for working with this new media and, uh, you know what I'm saying, social media type shit. They have a talent for keeping the energy around their spectrum. Meek don't necessarily have that same thing, but I think in this next phase of what he's going through, I think he's going to have to either drop music. He's going to have to keep the, keep that intention up after the, him being home wears off. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So if he's going to do it straight through music, then he needs to be dropping that shit. If, right. You know what I'm saying? He got to keep a spectacle. Cause they they waiting on him. They, they everybody's looking. All eyes on him, like pop. Yeah, I I feel like he got to put something out just for the fact the people were they were like people were out there. They were out in in mass for Meek. There was a lot. There was a lot. There was a there was a big. Uh, There's a lot of mobilization for that. Plus, I feel like Philly's been having a hell of a 2018 between the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, Villanova winning the uh, the Final Four, fucking the Sixers looking like they might be able to come out the East. Like, it looked good for Philly right now. And Meek yeah. just got home. It's a good time for a motherfucker to send him some beats and say, I yo. Mean, I think them beats probably are already Them shits is all through the <laughs> beats and bookings. That's you know, the, the bookings new, that's the new email, beats and bookings at Gmail. Exactly. And Meek Mill. Mm-hmm. Shit, because the bag is waiting. I mean, his price could be sky high right now. Right. You know what I mean? It's a good look. Yeah. yeah. It's a great look. Anyway. Hopefully, he don't squander it. Nah, I hope so. I hope he be all right, man. 
Anyway, uh, where you gonna be at this week, man? Let the people know. Ah, man, I'm running around BK with HBO, um, doing some HBO boxing stuff leading up to the Daniel Jacobs fight this right. Saturday at the Barclays. Um, so we'll be running around with that, and then um, shit. After that, I'll be back here in mm. the conversation. But you can check me out on Instagram at Mr. Muhammad, Twitter the same thing, mm-hmm. and um, you know. Until next week, y'all. Appreciate you. That's what it is. I'll be at uh, Stand Up New York Friday the 27th on the 10 o'clock show. Come through. Check that out. I'll be at uh, Stand Up New York on the 8 o'clock show on Tuesday, May 1st. Uh, and then, like I said, we coming back May 2nd. Comedy Knockouts coming back Wednesday, May 2nd, 11 p.m. on True TV. And uh, I'll be at the uh, Syracuse Funny Bone May 24th through the 27th. Tickets are on sale now. Get your tickets now. And until then, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And the main thing of it all is to be in the conversation.